betrayal was the biggest, I think, feeling at that moment. And and just, you know, disbelief that that could be going on in my home and in my marriage. When Jenny discovered her husband's emotional affair, she was devastated. Thankfully, she found resources at our website to heal her marriage. I think Focus on the Family has been almost like a conduit to kind of pull together um, two lives that's been broken. It pulls them together through brokenness, through hurt and heartache. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can rescue more hurting marriages like Jenny's and give families hope. Please join our marriage restoration team by calling 800, the letter A in the word family, or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash hope, and your gift will be doubled. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you from all of us here at Focus on the Family. And as you are considering things you're thankful for, we're going to be sharing ways that you can show appreciation to your children. And I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He's a professional counselor and leads our parenting department here. We're going to hear a continued conversation now with Julie Lavender. She's a mom and has creative tips for encouraging your children. Here's Jim Daly. You also uh, used to gather calendars for your children. Now, that that's funny. Why would you give well, your children? Well, I love to do that. Yeah. And I either purchased them or there's so many businesses that like to give away free calendars because they have logos and stuff. And I would start way back in, I don't know, maybe October or November. And after the kids would go to bed on about 20 of the days of each month, I would either uh, put a, st- a cute sticker, write a note, uh, a love note. Uh, on the a, calendar. Actually, on each day of yeah. the calendar. Oh, that's great. Um, write a Bible verse, a note. Just an encouragement. Um, I think you're great. I think you're wonderful. You're a big, good big brother. You're, you know, just I would just sit and while my husband and I were watching TV, I would just write, 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 write. So it would yeah. take a, it would take a while, but this was just something I really enjoyed doing. And then that, that was their little New Year's Day present for each of them. They each had their own calendar. They would hang it in their room. And most of my kids uh, marked off the, each day. And it was my thought that if I had had a really busy day and I didn't remember any way I had showed love to my children, or even if I had lost my temper that day or had just had a bad day, then when they marked that day off on the calendar, hopefully there was a note that reminded them, mm. I love you and yeah. I love you big. I think that's great. And we always talk about how important it is for children to have their identity in Christ, right? And showing the love of God, which is what you're doing, uh, even in winsome, fun ways, is so critical to their little hearts that they feel loved. I mean, that's job one as the parent. You did something that I thought was really unique. You know, we did the sticks in the river race, uh, but you would acknowledge these offbeat calendar days, like, you know, National Hot Dog Day or whatever. I thought that was so funny. What would you do? Well, I had the most fun collecting all of those, and I found a a holiday for every day. (laughs) And I I didn't always give them... I pretty much did it uh, at least five or six days a week. But I would write a note. uh, If it was National uh, Cheese Day, (laughs) then I would write a note, and I would say, I think you're great. And of course, I spelled it G-R-A-T-E. 
I had pulled the grater, my cheese grater, <laughs> out of the pantry and put it on the table with the note. And then I probably, maybe we had grilled cheese sandwiches that day for lunch or something like that. And in our homeschool class, I'm sure we talked about homonyms that day. But um, also for uh, National Aviation Day, I uh, sometimes I gave them a treat. Sometimes it was just a note. So for a- Na- National Aviation Day, I bought those inexpensive planes and I the gave them balsa a, wood. little balsa wood planes. Yeah. And, and we had to buy extra because that, somebody would always crash and break <laughs> and then right. somebody would be upset. So. So I had a note that said, your love gives me wings and had those planes. And then when their dad came home from work, we would go play as a family outside with those. Um, there was a, another one, National Chewing Gum Day. I put one pack of gum and a note that said, um, stick with me forever. It's silly, the cheesier, the better. And I remember <laughs> one year, my youngest would have only been four. And, of course, she couldn't read, but she loved these ideas, and she knew what they were all about. And she went running to her siblings because she found it first. She said, it's happy gum day. It's happy gum day. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of times it was um, – just an affirmation of love. And the thing is, when the kids got older, um, they would roll their eyes with the silliness, but they loved it. They oh, loved yeah. it just as mm-hmm. much. I love yeah. it. I love how you're taking something that many of us might be a little cynical about, you know, a, another holiday. But you're having fun with it and using it to express love. Danny, we've had guests that talk about vitamin E, the need to encourage our children. And uh, we talked a few episodes back about Uh, finding your child's love language and speaking that to them. How can I encourage my son or daughter, even if they're not a words of affirmation child, maybe they're a time or a service child, what does encouragement look like for them? Well, most likely it's observations first. I'll I'll say that. Where you're observing true things about who they are. And most likely along the way they've gotten false affirmations and Mm. they just don't trust it. They're going, okay. You know, they said, I'm good at that. I'm not really not, I'm really not that good at at what they said I'm good at. And they're just trying to be nice to me or love me. And that's what I've heard from teens when they've, they've, they've said, nah, just people will tell me I'm good at things. and I'm really not that good at those things. I wish they would just tell me exactly what I'm actually good at. And uh, so it's giving them observations. The other thing is that sometimes just, you can have a conversation, right? You can come up uh, hug them or or come side by side with them and let them know that they are uh, that they're important to you and that you have they have a sense of worth around you and that you are proud of them. It really is about you giving them feedback about their sense of worth, sense of belonging, sense of competence. Those are the three core needs. So remember that. We've mentioned Re- that repeat before. Repeat them again just so because. Sense of belonging, sense of worth, and sense of competence. Okay. I'm good at something. Yes. And you're giving observations on that. And sometimes those are nonverbal, and that's with your smile. Sometimes that's a gift, just smiling at them when they've done something and they get it. Yeah, that's great. And we're going to link over to all sorts of uh, resources to encourage you to encourage your child. One is an article that Danny wrote called Demonstrating Steadfast Love in Parenting. Uh, We're going to have that on our website. We'll link over to it. And then, as I said, we have so many great resources for you. Uh, One other item of note would be Julie Lavender's terrific book called 365 Ways to Love Your Child. Uh, We're highlighting that uh, book today, and we'd encourage you to make a donation to the ministry here at Focus on the Family. Um, We are listener-supported. Your donations will go a long way toward helping create podcasts like this, uh, offering resources, and being there for parents in times of need. Uh, Donate today, either a monthly pledge, if you can, or if you're in a spot where that won't work, a one-time gift of any amount to Focus on the Family, and we'll send that book to you. The details are in the show notes. 
Next time, we'll hear from Allison Botke about um, when you need to set some difficult boundaries with adult children. This is a hot-button topic. We hear so much about it here at Focus on the Family, and we want to offer some encouragement for you. That's next time. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. A mysterious phone call and a new nemesis? Emily Jones and Matthew Parker are on the case. I just need to find out who this person is. Oh, sounds like a real mystery. It all starts with a phone caller threatening to blackmail Jones and Parker's friend Jeremy. But this new nemesis won't stop there. Can Emily and Matthew figure out who this blackmailer is before it's too late? Solve the mystery with them by reading Jones and Parker Case Files, The Nemesis. It's the second book in the series with 16 new stories full of fun, faith, and intrigue. It's a great way for kids ages 8 to 12 to sharpen their detective skills while learning important values. Inspect clues, examine the evidence, and try to guess who done it. This is going to be harder than I thought, Mr. Whitaker. Oh, stop saying that, Priscilla. Relax. We're going to have a blast. For more, go to adventuresinodyssey.com slash jonesandparker. That's adventuresinodyssey.com slash jonesandparker.